Hello, it's Friday the 17th of March and welcome to the Better Business Show, Friday 5. I'm Tom Idle and joining me over there is Vicky Knowles. Vix, how are you doing? I'm great. It's good to catch up again. I know, we're back after you know a somewhat unplanned hiatus. Um, <laughs> you know when life just sort of gets in the way of stuff. Um, that's quite, that's kind of happened. So, you know, sorry to our lovely loyal listeners out there wondering where we'd gone, but, um, yeah, I moved home a couple of weeks ago and that just sort of caught up, caught up with me a bit. And then I got involved in a big project and I guess I just put the show on the back burner. So we are very much back. Um, what's news with you, Vix? Um, what's new? Um, yeah, just working on little projects. I've been away, um, in Scotland, which was nice, very cold. I came back to the south and I was like, oh my goodness, it's like boiling down here and, and now it's gone cold again. So, And you went um, snowboarding, didn't you? I did, yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Not good. very good, but um, yeah. Got, it, I only go like once a year tops, so by the time you actually get confident, then you forget everything you've learned again. Yeah, and then it's <laughs> time the to snow. come home. Yeah, uh, that's it. Well, listen, delighted to be chatting to you again and... Uh, there's plenty going on. Obviously, we've been away for a couple of weeks, but um, this week we're going to be talking about the fact people want their cash ISAs to create more positive change in the world. We're going to be doing a roundup of International Women's Day from last week. Uh, we're also looking at a woeful lack of effort to make use of recycled plastic by the world's biggest drinks brands. Uh, we've got a new ranking, the world's most ethical companies to look at. And um, we're going to be finishing up with uh, why more fossil fuel companies are waking up to carbon risk in a serious way. So, Vix, let's do it. At number five uh, this week, new research by Triodos, which says that savers are waking up to the power of positive ISAs. 63% of people would like their savings to have a positive impact on organisations and sectors that match their values. Half of people would switch providers to make positive difference with their savings. So this is research all pointing towards the fact that banks like Triodos are very much where it's at if you want to make a difference in the world. And it looks at uh, an ISA marketplace where there is pretty, you know, pretty much little difference between cash ISA offers. And it says that many savers are looking at how their money can have a more positive impact in, in the areas that are important to them. So yes, nearly two thirds of savers want their savings to have a positive impact. Um, essentially, people are committed to ISAs as a savings vehicle with only a third of people saying that they're they're currently put off by the, the, the low interest rates that we have right now. Uh, but people like ISAs because you know they're relatively risk-free, but they want their money to have a greater positive social environmental impact. Half of people said they would switch providers to get that difference. Uh, and the crucial bit, and I think something that, that Triodos is really keen to highlight, is that while savers recognise the impact their money can have, most people are unaware of the options as there is still a you know, huge lack of, of transparency and understanding of the activities of most banks. Three quarters of savers currently have no idea where their bank or their financial provider lends their money. Seven out of ten people did not know that there are financial providers that publish how they use their money saved in an ISA. So have a look at the survey if you're interested. All the links and references will be included in the explanation text accompanying this podcast on SoundCloud today. So that's number five, Vix. What you got number four? That's interesting. Uh, I'm just wondering if they have their current account yet. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. 26th of April it's been launched. And I only remember that because that's my oh. birthday. So, yeah. So, yeah. Stay tuned for that. I'm sure we'll we'll be talking about that nearer the time. But 26th yeah. of April that's coming. Yeah. 
Hey, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so at number four, um, yeah, as you said, so we've been away. Uh, last week was International Women's Day and there's been some big brands unveiling campaigns. It seems like a l- it's gaining momentum each year. Um, but yeah, I just uh, had a look and saw what a few people were doing. So, so Burger King in China was searching for its Burger Queen in a campaign. Oh. Um, an in-store experience saw burger boxes printed with, do you want to know who our Burger Queen is? Inside, women found a mirror and a little yellow crown with the message, every one of you is our Burger Queen. Cute, <laughs> cute. <laughs> um, Nike Women launched three films in the Middle East, Russia and Turkey, um, sort of differing ones depending on the demographic, uh, that challenged gender stereotypes to encourage and, and inspire women to get more active. And then you've got Microsoft, who's Make What's Next campaign, ask girls what they want to change in the world and let them interact with Microsoft products such as an interactive virtual reality headset. Uh, these are just a few examples among others. Um, but yeah, we'll put the, the link that I was uh, taking a look at in the show notes as well. Yeah, you're right, though. It does seem to get bigger every year. I guess that's just social media sort of amplifying everything, isn't it? Um, but yeah, well worth having a look at. Um, so number three this week, uh, jaw dropping. That's the word being used by Greenpeace this week to describe the effort or lack of uh, being made by the world's biggest soft drinks companies in tackling the amount of plastic waste that ends up in our oceans and actually gets reused into the bottles that they sell. A new Greenpeace UK report has condemned the woeful lack of action by the soft drinks industry to prevent ocean plastic pollution. As figures show, the world's top six brands use a combined average of just 6.6% recycled plastic in their bottles. So it's a new study. Greenpeace looked at the plastic footprint, uh, footprints and policies of Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, uh, Suntory, Danone, Dr Pepper Schnapple and Nestle, five of which sell a combined total of more than 2 million tonnes of plastic bottles every year. The largest brand, Coca-Cola, apparently refused to disclose the size of its plastic footprint, making the actual total figure significantly higher. Uh, and none of the companies surveyed have commitments to reduce the amount of single-use plastic bottles they use, while four of the six brands do not consider the impact of plastic bottles on oceans in their product design, which is unbelievable, really. But crucially, the campaign group found that a third of the companies they investigated currently have no global targets to increase their use of recycled content in plastic bottles and none are aiming for 100% recycled content within what the campaign group believes to be an ambitious time frame. Uh, global drinks companies, it's, it's very much time to up your game on this, I think. It's, um, yeah, I, I know it's difficult, it's a, it's a real tough one, but there's no, you know, no, no targets, no commitments being made. Um, so a very interesting report, but um, certainly scathing of this sector. Yeah, I mean, for just a small minute, when you said jaw-dropping, I thought it was going to be jaw-droppingly impressive, <laughs> but obviously not. Um, what are we, number two? Um, okay, so the world's most ethical companies for 2017 have been announced by the Ethisphere Institute, which is an organization promoting best practice in corporate ethics and has been compiling the list since 2007 every year. Uh, in their words, the honorary companies that made the list recognize their role in society to influence and drive positive change in the business community and societies around the world. So the companies uh, on the list also consider the impact of their actions on stakeholders and leverage values and a culture of integrity as the underpinnings to the the decisions they make each day. Uh, So there's 124 so-called honorees on the 2017 list, and uh, they span five continents, 19 countries, and 52 industry sectors. 
Among the list are 13 11 time honorees and eight first time honorees. And they're scored in five key categories. So ethics and compliance programs, 35%, corporate citizenship and responsibility, 20%, culture of ethics, 20%, governance, 15%, and leadership, innovation, and reputation, 10%. Um, so they, there appears to be no particular hierarchy to the list apart from they're put in chronological order, but the list includes companies like 3M, Accenture, Dell, Ford, H&M, Hasbro, Intel, Kellogg, L'Oreal, Levi's, M&S, PepsiCo and Starbucks. So it's worth checking out. And, um, you know, there's big companies and small companies on there as well. So, so there's, there's, no ra- there's no ranking. There's no number so, one on this. It doesn't. Yeah, not that I can see. It just seemed to be you are an ethical company this year. Interesting. There's lots of usual suspects on that list as well. Um, we'll have a look at that. Good stuff. Um, so number one this this week, uh, an interesting piece by James Murray for Business Green. James always produces some great stuff. Uh, and this is about the fact that oil giants are waking up to carbon bubble risks. And it says that the last few weeks have provided some intriguing evidence that oil firms finally may be starting to take the climate threat seriously. Uh, It points to Chevron, which earlier this month admitted climate factors could pose significant liability and regulatory risks to its financial returns, confirming its fears to investors that climate-related lawsuits and tighter restrictions on carbon emissions could have a significant impact on its bottom line. Uh, It actually submitted a filing to the US Securities and Exchange Commission uh, admitting that it could be at risk of governmental investigations and potentially private litigation from increased attention to climate risks while stricter emissions legislation might render future oil extraction economically infeasible. Uh, this article says that this, uh, this new stance by Chevron uh, offers evidence that for all the attempts by many ex- oil execs to downplay the so-called carbon bubble hypothesis and its assertion that climate policies and clean technologies will leave many fossil fuel assets stranded, some of their colleagues are starting to take the risk very seriously. Uh, And the piece goes on to look at Shell, uh, which released its annual reports containing details of how 10% of executive bonuses are now linked to performance against the firm's climate targets, a move which coincided with the announcement that it is selling $7.25 billion of investment in Canadian oil sands. Um, And then speaking at a conference this week, the Shell boss Ben Van Burden told an an audience of oil experts that the industry risks losing the support of the public if it doesn't support the clean energy transition. And he also used the speech to announce an increase in in Shell's renewable energy investments to a billion dollars a year by the end of this decade. Um, And then you you also got the the Norwegian energy firm Statoil, which uh, has set this target to cut its carbon emissions by 3 million tonnes a year by 2030. Uh, as well as uh, existing plans to shift 15 to 20 percent of its capital spending to renewables so uh, you know things are changing Vix it's all very exciting to see these giants no doubt buoyed by what's happening in the US with Trump's election victory late last year um, but they're you know they're succumbing to the inevitable and I think you know the noise is being made albeit you know just from a handful of people are, are certainly encouraging so that rounds off uh, our week nicely doesn't it um, yeah Indeed. So yes, that's it. We're there. Um, what are you doing for the weekend? It's Friday. It's Friday, yay. Um, so I'm actually dog sitting again, but I know it sounds like it's my main vocation or something. <laughs> I was doing that last time we tuned in, but yeah, just a little bit here and there. Um, so I'll be hanging out with some dogs this weekend. Yes, but yes, you're yes, doing yes. something a bit more exciting, I think. I am. I'm off to the football tonight. 
Uh, so Dudley and I are heading down to Maidstone United tonight to see a friend play in a Sunday League Cup final. Uh, and then we're off to Madame Two Swords tomorrow. And I haven't been there since I was a kid, so I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, yeah, big shout out to the legend that is my son Dudley this afternoon. I know he wants to listen to the show on his way home from school today, he said. Um, yeah, so big up Dudley. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's it. That's it for the week. Um whatever you're up to this weekend have a good one everyone out there we'll be back again on monday uh for one of our main shows got a great guest for you on monday so do look out for that stay tuned for that uh but vix have a good weekend with the dogs and uh we'll do it all again next friday yep speak then